Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Magic Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Cohen, and as always, I am joined by the general manager and head coach of Magic Gaming, Jonah Edwards. And today we have on a special guest, and that is May, Magic Gaming Center and one of the NBA 2K League leaders in field goal percentage. Thanks so much for joining, guys. Greatly appreciated. Let's first recap all the action that took place late last week as Magic Gaming went a perfect 4-0, sweeping both Cavs Legion GC and Hawks Talon GC. The two games against Cleveland came down to the wire, and Orlando was able to secure those victories behind some clutch defensive plays and timely buckets. In the opener, Snubby stripped the ball away from OFAB right near the sideline after the inbounds pass, and then raced the other way for a go-ahead breakaway dunk with 13.8 seconds left. Then right before the buzzer, DT swatted away Strainer's potential game-tying three-point attempt. Reezy posted 40 points and 10 assists, Snubby scored 15, and May filled up the stat sheet with 12 points, 15 rebounds, 3 assists, 5 blocks, and 2 steals. The rematch went back and forth as well. Again, it was the resilient magic that found a way to prevail. Reezy connected with May for a go-ahead jam with 37.5 seconds left, and DT and Snubby once again made some big defensive plays to keep Orlando in front. Reezy finished this contest with 24 points and 11 assists. DT had 18 points and 3 steals, and May collected 16 points, 17 rebounds, and 3 blocks. The two victories over the Hawks were not nearly as close, as the Magic won Game 1 by 24 and Game 2 by 23. All five Magic players scored in double figures in the opener, including Reezy, who had 25, and Snubby and Future Clutch, who each finished with 17 points. May had another double-double with 10 points and 19 rebounds. Then in the finale, Snubby scored 29 points and May had another big performance with 18 points, 14 rebounds, and 4 assists. So Jonah, what were the keys to going 4-0 this week, and do you feel the way you guys played is now a big momentum boost for your team going forward? Yeah, you know, obviously going into this week, we had we had two opponents we thought, you know, we, we should be able to take care of business. Um, you know, a lot of times in the past, I think we're a team that, that will surprise some teams, will beat some teams that are, you know, on paper better than us, uh, but yet we'll drop a game or two to, to teams that maybe, you know, we, we think we are, and the league thinks we are better than. And I think that a big focus going into this season is to make sure we don't we don't blunder in, in games of, of teams, that, the kind of games we're supposed to win, because we know we're going to compete with the top teams in the league in, in those matchups. So um, obviously it was a huge focus of ours this week to try to put it all together in, in a game. You know, we've had a lot of games where offense has been good and defense has been lacking and vice versa. So um, against Cleveland, it was that kind of, uh, you know, tell that tape where, um, you know, our offense was incredible game one, but our defense was not. And our offense kind of lagged off in, the, in that second game, but our defense uh, carried us through. So, um, against Atlanta, it was the complete opposite where, um, you know, our offense and defense were both clicking at, at both times. And we finally got a, you know, a, a real vision of what it looks like when we do put things together, like we do in scrimmages often. And, um, you know, obviously we'll, we'll hope that that's kind of what we're, we're doing moving forward here. May, as I mentioned earlier, uh, you are one of the league leaders in field goal percentage. You pretty much record double doubles regularly. What has been the key to your success this season and establishing yourself as one of the premier centers in the NBA 2K League? Um, well, something that's usually 
a knock on me every year is my offensive game. I'm usually uh, always able to take care of myself on defense. And so coming into this season, uh, I try to, you know, be more aggressive and be more of like a threat on the court offensively. And I feel like especially having uh, the guards they have this year and Snubby and Reed, it helps with that because it, it opens up the floor to, you know, just like anyone can score. Even Josue is probably one of the best, if not the best, offensive locks. And DT, I think, is the best offensive power forward. So it sort of opens it up for me as well to just, like, take easy points when it's there and um, just take what's given to me, I guess, to speak on, like, having a high field goal percentage. From your perspective, Jonah, what has impressed you the most about May's game this year? Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think it's just the ability to read the situation. I think that um, there were oftentimes last year where we needed a bucket out of him and, and it, he was more of a passer in those moments. And I think this year he's gotten the perfect flow of, of kind of knowing when the team needs him to go get one. Um, you know, there are oftentimes offensive rebounds and he's a very passive you know, player in, in the fact that he wants to facilitate, he wants to get threes. He understands that second chance points, you know, are, are more valuable if we're getting threes and twos, obviously. So, but obviously there are times where, you know, we'd rather take the hundred percent guaranteed bucket. And I think he's really understood that rhythm and, and it's been natural this year. It's certainly not been forced and his passing has, has greatly improved. I think he's much more of a, an efficient passer and, you know, a lot more direct assists or, or pass to assist this year than last year uh, for sure. By winning all four of last week's contests, uh, May, do you feel this team has a new level of confidence and given you the belief that not only are the playoffs a realistic goal, but if you do advance to the postseason, that you can make some real noise when you get there? Yeah, I thought it was very important. We went 4-0 this week. Um, It's no disrespect to our opponents, but coming off our bye week, we have the Grizzlies, the Wizards, who are – first and second place so to be eight and six going into those games um is pretty big for us uh like I said it was no disrespect to the teams but like for instance the Cavs they're in the bottom of the Western Conference but they're capable of 2-0ing the Pacers and the T-Wolves so for us to be able to beat them and the Hawks um going to the bye is pretty big for us moving forward The NBA 2K League is on break this week. Action will resume after the July 4th weekend. May just touched on it. Magic Gaming will have a pair of matchups that week. And certainly this is going to be a big test for your group, Jonah, as you play, as May mentioned, the two top teams in the Eastern Conference. Uh, First on Friday, July 9th, starting at 9 p.m., the Magic will square off against Grizz Gaming. And then the next night, Saturday, July 10th, also beginning at 9 p.m., Orlando will take on defending champion Wizards District Gaming. Uh, Memphis is led by Vandy, who is currently 10th in the league in scoring, and they've gotten good production from others, including Chess, an authentic African, who right now ranks number one in rebounding. Uh, What do the Grizzlies do well, Jonah, and what are going to be the keys when you play them less than two weeks from now? Yeah, a couple of things that they're they're uniquely pretty good at. Well, first of all, I think they have the league's top ranked defense right now, um, and they're really good at not giving up any free points to teams. So they're they're very good in transition defense. I think that their press is good. They have a couple of things they do that are that are just good defensively. Um, another thing they do is is they're really efficient in transition. 
Um, I think they run the break really, really well. One of the league's top ranked transition teams. And at that point, you know, that that's half the battle for them. Um, I think that their half court offense at times can be a little slow, though. I do think Vandy has been much improved this year as well as authentic African. So we'll see, but um, obviously that's a team we're going to have to be able to kind of crack their defense to be able to compete with them. And I think that as you, as you see, it's the teams that can, that can, you know, slow the pace on them and not let them get in transition that will be successful against them typically. Meanwhile, the Wizards have really just kind of picked up where they left off at the end of last season. They're led by JBM and Dave Fry, who, like you, May, is among the league leaders in field goal percentage. Jonah, is, is JBM and Dave Fry the most dangerous one-two punch in the league right now? Yeah, if it's not them, they're certainly up there regardless. Um, obviously, they're, they're both super efficient, very intelligent players. So they're going to understand the game at a, at a different kind of level. And, and you're going to have to throw different stuff at them. You can't do the same thing every time or they will pick you apart. So um, the interesting thing about that matchup is obviously the fact that I think that stylistically, our teams are very, very similar. Um, so that matchup is going to be kind of, you know, who can play that style a little bit better where it's kind of that slow pace, maximizing possessions um, and, you know, kind of stopping other teams from dictating the pace. So we'll see exactly what, what comes of that matchup, but I'm really looking forward to that one. Talk about your excitement, May, to match up with two centers like Authentic African and Dave Fry. Do you get extra hyped when you get to go head-to-head against other elite centers in the league? Um, for sure. I was actually, the other day I was talking to Jonah about this, that I prefer going up against, uh, better centers in the league because, um, they're more likely to, to try to like make plays and stuff. So it keeps me more locked in. And also it helps me try to outsmart them because they're not just going to do the same thing every play offense or defense. Um, so it's kind of um, more strategical when you, when it comes to beating uh, better centers, which leads also to, you know, like more preparation, which I think is one of like the funnest things about the 2K League is trying to out-prepare the other teams. I want to also get your thoughts, May, on your new teammates this season. Snubby and Future Clutch have both been terrific this season. How have they helped this team make strides? And also – what kind of influence has Potts had on the squad as a team six man, even though he hasn't actually appeared in a game yet? Yeah. Um, so I'll speak on uh, Potts and future first. Uh, I feel like last year, a big issue was it was very like serious. And like, I never smiled a lot like throughout the season when we were playing. And I feel like this year they helped me with that a lot. Um, they, I feel like that helps me play a lot better, just, like, having fun playing the game and wanting to practice every day. And uh, Jackson, I feel like he, as a six-man, brings more impact in the middle of games than any six-man because he's talking a lot. He he calls stuff out. He keeps everyone loose. And future, um, I'd vouch for heavily in the offseason because I was playing with him, um, and I just – I really thought he would fit in well with this team, and I think he has, and he did instantly. Um, And as for Snubby, uh, I was telling Jonah the other day, I feel like he's uh, one of my favorite teammates ever. Uh, He's never going to be, like, an issue in terms of his attitude or how he plays, and he's very smart, and he'll call a lot of stuff out on offense, um, even defense sometimes, and I feel like that helps take off pressure of Reed. And it helps 
I think us becoming a championship team uh, is mainly from their bond and how they play together. And I feel like as the season's progressed, they've gotten better at it each week, involving each other and just working off each other. It's interesting. Jonah, you've been involved in the NBA 2K League since day one. So you've been one of the spectators of it all. And I'm sure you've had experience on both ends where you've seen a locker room that's very cheerful, that has great chemistry, and then maybe on the other end struggles a little bit in that department. How important is it for everybody to be on the same page, to everyone to get along essentially and make strides that way, off the court chemistry, coexisting in all aspects of the team? Based on what you've seen through your experience, how important is that in addition to the X's and O's and execution in the game itself? Yeah, it's a good question. I think, um, you know, I look back to the group I had in season one in Dallas and, you know, we had, in my opinion, one of the probably top three most talented groups, um, several players that are still obviously, you know, pinnacles of this 2K league. And, um, you know, we weren't able to put it together and it had nothing to do with preparation or X's and O's it, or gameplay. It had everything to do with with the former, the, the chemistry of the team and us not really gelling as people. So um, I would say it is absolutely vital. I think in, in especially these remote settings more now than ever, it's so important to not implode before, you know, the season end, you know, the teams that are the most level headed and strong willed are the teams that are going to be the most successful in this league. And, and I truly believe that. So um, obviously talent is important. You can't have a team that's, you know, short on talent and, you know, be this massive competitor or contender. But, you know, I think we have that talent enough on this group. And I think we certainly have a team that is mentally tough enough and, you know, built for the longevity of the season. So obviously we, we will be tested here in the next several weeks with, with tough matchups. It will really, really, put to test exactly what we're saying here, whether or not we are going to be that kind of team that can continue to improve as the season goes forward. And along those lines, May, how important is it to not get too high when things are going well, but also not get too low when things are not going your way? Because it seems to me, and I think this would be the case in any sport, in any league, at any level, where there's always going to be these flows in the season where sometimes you go through a stretch and things are favorable and then other stretches where things maybe aren't favoring you. So how critical is it to stay level and not ride the waves like some teams do? And I think that can kind of cause some disruption in chemistry based on just what I've seen in various sports, various leagues. Uh, yeah, for sure. Everything you said is definitely true. Uh, I remember after we went 0 and 4, we were at 4 and 6 and we were on our bye week. And I just remember um, telling Jonah that <clears throat> I love our spot right now because we hit a struggle early and um, we had two matchups coming forward, the Cavs and the Hawks, that we got a 4-0 off of. So we're now, like, looking good. And we did stuff to change our lineup early um, compared to last year where it happened uh, a lot later in the season and you could say it happened too late. Um, and – I just feel like what happened early to us going on for sort of, at least for me, just helped me um, it take everything like a little more serious. Like I feel like this week I, my preparation has been a lot better and I feel like I'll just continue to do that moving forward. And I feel like as a team, we're gelling very well. And I feel like we're 
trending in an upwards in an upward instead of just going like sort of plateauing, which I think is very important and crucial to make a championship run. Going around the league a bit, Jonah, forget the MVP race specifically, regardless of how players are performing at the very moment. But in your estimation, your opinion, who do you think is the best player in the league? Never mind what they've done the last few weeks, just in general, based on your observations. And talent for talent, you know, if you were to sort of rank them, let's say top three, who would be the best players in your eyes? It could be in a various type of situations. It could be based on how they perform in clutch scenarios. It could be based on just the, the ebbs and flows of the game and how they perform in various circumstances. But just in your estimation, who would you rank, let's say, top three as far as best players right now in the league? And, again, this is not necessarily related to the MVP race. Sure. Um... I would say first is probably Shifty Kai from the Timberwolves. I think he's uh, an exceptionally talented player. I think as far as, you know, we look at just just 2K skill alone, take away every intangible, everything like that, I think no question. Kai is, I think, the best player in the, in the world. Um, he's incredibly talented on both ends. One of the best wing defenders in the 2K league over the last two years. Um, super efficient on offense and can create for himself or be a catch-and-shoot player or facilitate. So it's really exactly what you want in that role. So um, I would put him first. I would then go Day Fry. Um, I think the ability of, of, of for him to step up in big play scenarios is unlike a lot of players in this league, he wants that moment. He lives for that moment. I think that there are lots of guys that would shy away from it in his role and capacity in his team. But for whatever reason, he wants to be in the play every time and in those late game situations and will always be calling stuff out regardless of his role. So I think he's, he's up there. And then um, this one may be a, a shock, but I'm going to, I'm going to go with shock as third. I think that he's been phenomenal this year. I think that he has kind of in a lot of ways changed the meta at point guard um, and obviously it, it was kind of him or splash. I think they both have been phenomenal, but the way they green their leaners consistently makes it so challenging on a defense. And I think the difference is chalk's ability to, to change it up and throw change ups at you with the, with the constant calls of backdoor cuts. And, and he obviously, you know, is leading the league in assists. So, um, he's going to get everyone involved and with his, with his team and talent, I think that, you know, they don't have a lot of great shooting or great, you know, playmaking aside from him and his role. So, um, he's don't, doing a lot with a little over there. You have the same list, May, or would you throw someone else into that mix, whether it's the top player or any of the top three guys? Uh, I think Jonah listed three good players, but I would make an argument for Snubby. I think he's the smartest player in the league, and I think he he does a lot of stuff that no one would see unless you play with him. And so I would make an argument for Snubby. Hmm. That's a good addition. I'm sure Jonah doesn't mind you including him. <laughs> who are who are some professional athletes, past or current in any sport, May, that, that you've gained inspiration from over the years? Uh, Tom Brady, because I'm from uh, Massachusetts. So I think his story is very inspirational. And it's something that I always – uh, I guess admired because uh, when I was playing sports at a young age, um, I was obviously very short, and um, I sort of re- obviously he's not short, but I related to his story because he had a lot of um, 
like doubters in him and uh so me being short I always like no matter what sport I played it was always sort of like a question of my height because I was a goalie in hockey so um I always sort of followed him obviously and uh watched like every YouTube video or motivational Tom Brady video that's definitely a good player to look up to, obviously, with all of his accolades and what he means to so many people on and off the field. So I think that's awesome that he's someone that you've been able to idolize and marvel at and in many ways, I'm sure, you know, replicate um, in your own field. Who was your favorite athlete growing up, Jonah? I'm not sure if I've ever asked you that before, but I know we've talked about your favorite teams before, but I'm not sure if we've ever discussed who you've rooted for or who you admired growing up as far as an individual athlete? Yeah. So, um, my, my first like favorite player in the NBA was, was Patrick Ewing, I would say, but, um, the first guy I like idolized in the NBA, you know, that I've kind of grew up with, I would say is Tim Duncan. Um, and someone I would like to think that I mimic after some, cause he's just so, um, obviously very introverted and intellectual, which I can appreciate. And, um, very much is not about, you know, um, the words and much more about the substance. And that's something I can relate to as well. So I, th I think that he, um, you know, obviously all the fundamentals, all those things are important. And I don't know, it just related to him. I think his story was really cool. And I remember reading once that he used to love playing Halo uh, on Xbox 360. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. So um, I would definitely say uh, yeah. Tim Duncan. Yeah, that's, that's definitely another great athlete to look up to he was another one that I also definitely admired growing up especially during those early 2000s years when he would go head-to-head -head against Shaq I mean those are some great battles so yeah I can definitely relate to that in terms of admiring him as well but yeah no, I really appreciate you guys all the insight all the input and uh, it's always great to hear what you guys have to say about the league and just sports in general so greatly appreciated uh, like I said earlier uh, this is an off week for the entire NBA 2K League. Everything gets back up and running after July 4th weekend. And as we touched on earlier, Magic Gaming will play against two of the top teams in the league in Grizz Gaming and Wizards District Gaming. So definitely stay tuned for that. And we will catch you soon on this podcast in a couple weeks. Thanks again. Catch you later.